Hello and welcome to the All That Jazz podcast. I'm Jazz Jervis, your host, founder of The Calm Compound, coach, wife, mum, and absolute advocate for living a high vibe and abundant life. This podcast is designed to give you the tools, the tips, the habits, the knowledge, and the lols to get you taking inspired action to living your life by design. One that sees you achieving, manifesting, aligning, and cultivating everything it is that you want without having to sacrifice the good stuff. So let's dive in. Hello, beautiful human. I am back. Welcome to another episode of the All That Jazz podcast. If you are new here, my name is Jazz. I am a network marketer. I have a really beautiful presidential diamond doTERRA community. I am a network marketing coach uh, and a business coach, and I help network marketers and entrepreneurs have consistent five-figure months in their business. I have a membership called The Calm Society, which is for women who really want to start living more in alignment and embodying their feminine energy, working and living with more ease and flow. It's all the processes that I used in my home to streamline everything so that I could have time for the things that really mattered, uh, for the things that I wanted to bring into my life, like spirituality, meditation, tarot cards, human design, all the amazing things that I now have in my toolkit uh, that I have built over the past three years. The Calm Society is all of that, plus some of my meditations that I've recorded as well. What else do I do? I'm a wife. (laughs) I'm a wife to uh, my beautiful husband, Tom, and I'm a mama to my crazy four-year-old daughter. So life is busy. Life is very busy, but I love it. I love, 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 love it. So welcome. If you are new here, this is uh, part two of a three-part money series that I've been recording. So If you caught my previous episode, you will know that I busted two money beliefs that you might be still holding on to that is blocking you from welcoming more wealth and abundance into your life. The first one being that it takes a lot of work and sacrifice to make money, which we busted. And the second one uh, that we spoke about last episode is that every time I have money, it disappears. And I had a lot of messages in relation to that belief. So I'm really glad that it resonated. I'm really glad as well that you've been able to work through that and see it just cannot possibly be true. Okay, so in this episode, in part two, we're going to have another episode as well. So there'll be three episodes to this little money series. In this episode, I want to cover three beliefs. The first one is that I work in a nine to five, so I can't possibly manifest any more money, right? My job, my income is fixed. Can't manifest anything outside of that. The second belief I want to cover is that money just isn't that important. There's more important things in life than money. And the third belief that I want to cover in this episode is that the more money you have, the more problems you have. More money, more problems. And I'm going to talk to you about how that is also not true and how you can work through that. So let's kick it off with the first belief. And this is one that I had. I work in a nine to five job with a fixed salary. So how can I possibly manifest more money? That's really just being in that masculine energy, isn't it? You know, money being attached to your work, your wealth and abundance being attached to your salary, trading time for money. Now you don't need to have another business 
for another stream of income to bust this belief. When I first started trying to manifest money out of thin air, when I was in my nine to five job, I really believed the only way I could actually get more money outside of my job was if I won lotto. (laughs) And I'm an optimist. I am very ambitious, very determined. So I tried it. I tried all the things. And in fact, we did win lotto once. Uh, It was $4,000. How cool is that? When I first started my career and then I was still manifesting and then we won $8,000. is not that so cool? But I still haven't won like massive, massive lotto amounts. Um, And I really busted this belief. Okay. Even when I was still in my nine to five and I didn't have different income streams. Okay. But this kind of isn't really that specific or tangible, is it? Like winning the lotto, like what do you do? Visualize the lotto money going into your bank account or visualize someone calling you and saying you've won the lotto, you know? Um, I realized after only focusing on the lottery that I was limiting myself by only believing that I could win lotto, right? That there was no other way that I could get more money unless it was kind of by luck or chance, really, because that's what the lotto is, unless you're specifically manifesting it. It's luck. It's It's luck. (laughs) And I was in a nine to five, so it's not like I was going to be able to manifest more than kind of my standard yearly increase on my salary. And so I was so focused on, well, how? How would this possibly work? How would more money even come to me? How would this work? I was so caught up on the how. But if you listened to episode 18 that I recorded about manifestation, which if you haven't done so, write that in your notes, in your phone to go back and do that because it is a really powerful episode. But if you listen to that episode, you'll actually already know that the how has zero to do with successful manifestation, right? If we if we think about the manifestation equation, thoughts plus all your intention, thoughts slash intention, plus feelings, plus action, plus faith equals successful manifestation. Nowhere in that equation is there how. How is this going to happen? Okay. We have to really detach that. We have to detach worrying about the how. We have to detach the outcome and just focus on, okay, what is my intention? How is that going to feel when that manifestation comes true? What action do I need to take in pursuit of that manifestation? And can I stay, can I have faith? Can I, have, can I stay connected to this? Can I detach from the outcome and just have absolute faith that everything in life is flowing, that life is happening for me, not to me? Okay. And so I stopped worrying about the how. And instead I was like, well, if I just move that out of the way for a second about, oh, you know, how can I win the lotto? I really started to think about, well, why can't I be open and receptive to different forms of money coming in? I don't have to really think about how this is all going to work in great detail, but why don't I just start making a list of all the ways that I can receive financial abundance? in a different way? And can I just commit to being open and receptive to money flowing into my life in different ways? And can I show gratitude every single time I'm paying for something to really like surrender, to surrender to money and invite that energy in? Because if if you listen to the first part of this series, you'll know that I spoke about energy and money, right? Like energy just is, okay? Money is energy and energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just, it exists, And it's the same thing with money. Money doesn't have a mind of its own. It doesn't just decide, oh, you're a shit human, so I'm not going to give you any money. You know what I mean? So I just started making a list. And of course, winning lotto was on there, right? But there was also things like finding money on the ground, receiving like refunds or rebates or getting, you know, free items or a long lost relative who, you know, died and left me an inheritance. 
I know it sounds a bit morbid, but you know what I mean? Like I gave so many examples and I thought about that every single month and we did it together. Uh, we had like my husband and I, we had like a money date every month and we brainstormed all of these things. And what do you know? We started receiving a lot of this, you know, both when I was in a nine to five and also still now, cause we still do this to this day, you know, things like receiving government, uh, funds, in 2020, with everything that's been going on, we receive it. You know, I applied for all of that because I'm open to that. I'm open to receiving more money. When Tom bought a guitar, he was like, it's going to cost $700. And I was like, okay, but if this is going to make you happy, happy for you to go and do that. Comes home, babe, I got it for $200. High five, hashtag abundance. You know, because we are open and receptive to receiving financial abundance in ways that we weren't expecting, including finding money on the ground or outlaying, you know, having an unexpected saving on a guitar, for example. So I want you to start thinking about money in that way and being really open and receptive to receiving abundance in a way that is not connected to your work. Okay. It's not connected to your nine to five, because I want to remind you, if this belief were true, that you can only receive more financial abundance from a job, then people in nine to five jobs wouldn't be super rich unless they're like, you know, in a really well paying nine to five job, (laughs) but they wouldn't receive money from anything else. I should say, you know, they wouldn't be winning lotto. They wouldn't inherit any money. They wouldn't find money on the ground. They wouldn't get any money from the government. They wouldn't receive rebates or refunds and they wouldn't buy a $200 guitar instead of spending 700. Okay. And that's not true. We know that. So we can bust that belief right here, right now. Okay. All right. Next belief. Money just isn't that important. There's more to life than money. Oh, this is a good one. And I feel like I've said this multiple times when I felt like money hasn't been flowing my way. It's kind of been my, my get out of jail card. But here's the thing. By declaring that money isn't important, that there are more things in life than money, you are sending that message to the universe. You are telling the universe, you are sending a message, you are declaring that money isn't a priority. So when money obviously doesn't flow your way because you're not prioritizing it, like, are we really surprised? You know? And when money isn't that important to us, right? Why would we put effort into it? If it's not that important and there's more important things, why would we put any effort into it? You know, like I don't have any interest in playing Tom's new guitar, for example. So why would I prioritize that in my life? So when you say and you declare that money just isn't that important, we cannot be surprised that more money doesn't flow into our life. Because as I've mentioned numerous times throughout this money series, money is just energy, It's going to exist either way. You know, I explained that in the first episode. Energy can't be created or destroyed. Energy just is, which also means that money just is. And it will exist regardless of whether you choose to prioritize it or not. Now, I agree. I just want to preface this whole belief with this idea that money isn't the be all and the end all, right? Lots of problems arise when we put money on a pedestal. And we put it before other things in our life. And you will see a lot of people prioritize their relationship with money. That's a good thing, prioritizing our relationship with money, which I'll talk about. But unfortunately, they prioritize it above everything else. You know, and I've experienced that in my own life. I've experienced that with my parents doing that. And it's caused, it's 
it's it has caused and it will continue to cause a lot of problems because their beliefs around money haven't shifted. I love them, but we have very differing opinions. Now, money is just a tool, okay? Money gives you more options. It gives you more freedom, gives you more choice, okay? It helps you, it allows you to make decisions not based on money, but instead based on alignment. And that's where the real magic happens when it comes to freedom, right? When we can make decisions based on what feels good for us, based on our future self rather than being limited by money. And so in my experience, the belief that people who had more money just obsessed over it all day is completely false. Like I've seen my parents not have money and completely obsessed over it all day. And if I think about my own personal experience, the more money that we have now, the less I think about it. Because I know that I'm completely taken care of and completely supported and that I am open and receptive to receiving money in all its forms, both in in terms of like active pursuit in my job and in my career and in my and as an entrepreneur, but also passively in my investments and finding money on the ground. You know what I mean? I don't need to obsess over it all day. And I know that you're probably thinking, well, it's easy for you because you have money. But I want you to just reflect on whether you are telling yourself and whether you are believe you are making this a belief in your life that it's just not that important. I don't have any, but I'm just going to choose to believe that it's not that important. And so what really changed for me, because I've said this, right, this was a belief of mine. There are more important things in life than money. You can't take it to your grave. I don't know how many times I've said that. You can't take it to your grave. But what really changed for me was when I started to think about money as a relationship, Right. The quality of your relationship with money and how much money you have is kind of what, like that, the quality of that relationship will determine like what your bank account looks like in my personal experience. And so money, right, should feel like oh, your home, the relationship that you have with your home. You care about your home, right? You clean your home. You want to live in a nice home. It should feel like a boyfriend or a husband right? We must treat money the same way that we would treat something really special in our life. So when you're carrying around a wallet that is full of crap and receipts and your cards are all over the place, are you respecting that home? Do you have a good relationship with money when you are careless when it comes to things like that? We can't expect more money to come into our life when we are not treating that relationship with respect. So I want you to think about this question. Can you imagine looking at your wife, your husband, your friend, work colleague, someone someone special to you and saying, you are just not that important to me. There's more important things in life than you. Do you really think that that relationship will be sustainable or will grow if you said something like that? Do you think they'll feel valued? Do you think they'll want to hang around, be your friend? Probs not. So let's think about that in relation to money. If you are constantly, constantly affirming that money just isn't that important to you, but you want more money, you're in need of more money, then you have to change your relationship with money. Start prioritizing that relationship. Start making sure that your wallet is clean every week. Start showing gratitude every time that you pay for something. I'm so grateful that I have the ability to pay for this and money comes back to me. There's more where that came from. Start checking 
you know, your bank account. It doesn't need to be obsessively, but start thinking about how you can brainstorm your own funnel of all the different ways that money can come in, come into your life. Make it a priority in your life and see what changes when you start valuing money as the incredible resource that it is. Because I agree, we don't need to be putting money on a pedestal. It is not the be all and end all. Totally agree. Totally on board with that. But money means choice. Money means a better life for me and my family. There's no denying that. So see what happens when you start to show gratitude for being able to pay for something. When you start to pay your bills on time because you're having faith and trust that more money will always come in. And don't be surprised that when you start to prioritize it and you start to treat it like you would a normal relationship, like your home, things like that, that money will start to hang around you a little bit more. Because when you value people in your life, when you value and respect them, when you value and respect your home, then of course, like good things flow, right? These people are going to want to spend more time with you. Something to ponder. This was a big, this was a huge belief for me because I really, I said that on so many occasions. Money's not that important. You can't take it to your grave. So who cares? Blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I started respecting money and actively caring for it, cleaning out my wallet, showing gratitude when I pay for things, holy dooly, that was when the money started flowing. Okay. All right. The last belief I would like to talk to you about and share with you in this episode is the more money you have, the more problems you have. And this kind of is really related to the belief we just spoke about. Okay. That money just isn't that important. You can't take it to your grave. So I'm not going to prioritize it. This is a, this is kind of a similar type of energy around it. Here we go again. Another reason to not even try, right? Why would anyone want to pursue financial abundance and more wealth if it meant they would have more problems? Fuck that. I know I wouldn't. And this is another like really interesting belief to the one that we just spoke about as well, because like we've spoken about how money doesn't have a mind of its own and that it's not just going to change you. It's like you have money and then all of a sudden you'll be different. All money does is amplify what's already there. So if people that are rich are greedy, right, then they were already greedy. Money's just amplified that. And so it's a similar type of story here. It's like, oh, I'm just going to become the type of person that has more problems when I have money. No, like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Money is a tool that gives you more choices. We've spoken about that. So if money equals choice, problems arise having more money means more solutions, right? You have more options when problems do arise, but money doesn't necessarily mean that you have more problems, but it also doesn't mean that you have less problems. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I want to, that was, that was what really changed me when I started thinking about this belief was, well, it doesn't, I, I can think about it, about it not giving me more problems. Okay. More money, more problems, but I kind of found it hard to get like energetically behind that. Whereas when I started thinking about it in the sense that, well, it doesn't mean that I have less problems. I'm still going to have the same problems. I started to really think about this belief quite differently. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but in my experience, having more money has absolutely meant having less problems. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, But I've had the same amount of problems as... Actually, I'm I'm going to take that back. It's not really that I've had less problems. I've had more solutions. Okay, because I still have the same amount of problems, just they're different, right? So if I use the example of like having problems 
as, um, you know, when I was working as a lawyer versus working as an entrepreneur now and have, and being a high income earner, I don't have less problems. I don't have more problems. I just have different problems. Okay. And not all problems can be solved with money, right? Like this whole idea that, you know, if you have more money, you'll have more problems. If you have more money, you'll have less problems, regardless of how you look at it. Not everything can be solved with money. It's kind of indifferent, right? But if it is a problem that can be solved with money, having more money means more solutions, as I mentioned. But one of the problems and challenges that arose for me as I moved into life as an entrepreneur, as my income increased, was how do taxes work? What do I do with my money? Like, do I need a finance coach? Do I put money aside for tax? Do I pay it in advance? Do I leave it in another account? How many accounts should I have? Do I pay myself? How do I pay myself? How much do I pay myself? How do I pay income tax? (laughs) All of these things, right? All of these things were of zero concern when I was getting paid a salary and budgeting accordingly. But when your income is very inconsistent, that adds another challenge. It can be more. My income is far more, but it's, it's inconsistent, right? So I had to figure out how to manage my money. I had to learn about tax and investments and nurturing my money. Challenges like hiring a team, like hiring people that work with me, finding the right people to work with. Do we invest more? Do we save? Do we buy a house? Do we keep renting? Do we have another child now? Or do we have another child at another time? Like all these things. Money is not the deciding factor in all of these problems. I can do all of these things. It's just figuring out how to solve them. They were new challenges that I'd not ever experienced. And so even though I have the same amount of problems, I experience far less stress when working through those problems because I have more solutions, right? I can pay for a lot of solutions, So you can still have problems by having more money, but they can be easier to solve if they are financially related. Not all problems are financially related. So more money doesn't mean more problems. More money doesn't mean less problems. More money doesn't make you less human. Anything can happen, but you feel a lot less stress in the process. So when people kind of have that belief about, well, you know, there's no point because more money just equals more problems. I would respond with, well, more money, same problems, less stress. Or more money equals more solutions. And that's how you can kind of really start to think about and analyze and move through your beliefs about money, particularly more money equals more problems, right? Because As I mentioned, why would you pursue the same thing with the first episode, right? It takes a lot of work and sacrifice to make money. If if that's true, why would we pursue money? Why would we want to manifest more financial abundance and wealth into our life if the only way it can happen is with more work and more sacrifice? And it's the same thing with this belief. Why would we manifest more financial abundance and more wealth into our life if it means more problems. We wouldn't, would we? It's just another belief that's keeping us stuck. Another belief keeping us stuck. Okay. 
All right. So they are three beliefs that I want you to think about going into your week. Okay. Think about today when you're paying for things, when you open up your wallet. Is it clean? Is it neat and tidy? How are you treating it? What is your relationship with money? Are you having regular money dates with yourself or with a partner? Are you treating it with so much respect? Are you letting it flow as well? You know, that might be a belief that I talk about in the next episode. I hadn't planned to, but it might be a belief that I talk about in the next episode about letting money flow. The law of abundance says that we we must give in order to receive. And we think about money as being energy, right? We give energy, we receive energy. So have a think about that. In the next episode, I'm going to refer to some other beliefs around being judged, okay, being judged for having money, that money can corrupt you. Um, that's another thing that I hear a lot. The more you have, the more money you have to lose. Okay, that's another big one, another big one. And that money doesn't buy happiness, kind of related a little bit to money not being that important. Okay, so I want to talk about those next week uh, in next week's episode. So I hope that this has been helpful. I can hear my child in the background, which means my time in the walk-in wardrobe is now over. Uh, But I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the All That Jazz podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thecalmcompound.com.au where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a review and or a rating on iTunes. Or if you just want to tell a friend about the show, that's great too. It all counts. If you liked this episode and want to deep dive on this particular topic, then you might want to check out my coaching options. Just head to my website, click on work with me and follow the prompts. Thanks again for listening. And I hope this episode has inspired you to take some spiritually aligned action in the direction of your best life. Thanks guys.